the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day viewers and listeners, it's Ed Fox back with another awesome episode. An awesome episode. See, the alliteration is there, which is great. Awesome episode of Nashville 2. And uh, Nashville 2 is all about telling your story. And it's all the stories from Middle Tennessee, not just Nashville. So if you're in Murfreesboro or uh, Hendersonville or Gallatin or Dixon or Clarksville or anywhere in between uh, Lebanon and, and Mount Juliet, anywhere in between Middle Tennessee, this is where we can tell your story. So if you've got somebody that should be on the show, have them reach out to me. I'd love to have them as a guest to learn about what they're doing in the community, which leads me to my special guest today, Jean Garcia with the Heartland adult and teen challenge i had to look down here to make sure i got that right and um gene i i know you and i have run into each other a couple of times at a couple of events you've held uh welcome to the show hey thanks for having me appreciate that yeah no i was excited about getting you on here um so tell me a little bit you you obviously didn't grow up in middle tennessee i already know that but tell us where you grew up well give it away my accent yeah my, <laughs> yeah yeah so I grew up in New Jersey on the Jersey Shore. Okay. Where, all, where the nice, where the beaches are. Where the nice people are? Is that what you were going to say? Where the nice no, people are? No, I was going to say the nice beaches, but they're not as nice as other places in the United States. Right. Well, and me being from Australia, I would argue that there's some nice beaches um, elsewhere too. But you got to have the sharks that go with it, which is probably why <laughs> I moved over here. I don't like sharks. And then I come over here and they're playing uh, like Sharknado when I get here in like 92 or something. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good either. So Gene, you have had led a very interesting life and you've got an amazing thing that you're doing for the community now. Where do you want to start on all that? Well, yeah, I would like to start, you know, mention how, you know, I used to be a drug addict and I tried every which way to get out of that lifestyle. And only thing that worked is Jesus. He made a way for me to get out and made a way for me to go to a Teen Challenge. Cool. And then tell me, tell me what is Teen Challenge? And, and then after that, let's go into what your role at Teen Challenge is. So, yeah, I'm with Heartland Adult and Teen Challenge. It's a faith-based eight-month program with a four-month re-entry, total and a year-long program for those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. I'm the outreach director for our locations. We have three locations, Murfreesboro, Clarksville, and Memphis. We actually celebrated 50 years last year. Awesome. Great. And obviously you've done this, you've done, you must have done some sort of like news stories and stuff before, so you know how to keep it succinct. Um, the thing is, we have half an hour to fill. So if you want to go into more detail about that, how did you become uh, the, what did you call yourself? The, the outreach director. Outreach director. How did you become the outreach director after having gone through the program? Well, you know, if I could back I up. Realize we had half an hour. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, go, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, I, like I said, I was addicted to heroin, uh, a lot of different other drugs. I tried every which way to get out of that life. Someone told me, um, if you get serious with God, he'll get serious with you. A pastor that was in my life, and I tried every which way. Um, I tried other chemical replacements. I tried other drugs to get off of it. I tried commit myself to a hospital. I tried toxic relationships. And I ended up, after being on the street and having nothing, uh, I ended up being put in this hotel in New Jersey by the state. 
And I remember pacing back and forth and saying to myself, you know, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with myself. And I believe by the inspiration and the power of the Holy Spirit, that thought kept on coming to me. Get serious with God, we'll get serious with you. You get serious with God, and it kept going and going and going. So I said, all right, that's it, God. You win. I surrender all. Let thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I fell and I cried out. And I meant to put all my heart in a series of supernatural things happened in that hotel room. The devil didn't want to let go. And uh, the next, I, at one point, I felt like I was having a heart attack. I had shooting pains in my arms and stabbing pains in my hands. And I sat on my bed and I called on the name of Jesus. I, I fell asleep. I don't know how I fell asleep. I woke up the next day. There was a, a presence and a fragrance in the room I'd never known before. At that time, I, I believe I was born again of the Spirit of God. The Bible says, no one comes to the Father unless through the Son. And I believe the Son came because the Bible also says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. He came in that room. He set me free. I spoke to that pastor the next day. I said, listen, I gave my heart to God. She said, oh, well, you've done that before. I said, no, you don't understand. Something happened this time. She said, all right, well, I'll pray. You pray. I'll get back to you. And then she says, you know what uh, teen challenge is? I said, I don't. She said, I don't either, but that's where God wants you to go. Wow. So you go through their program for a year. Um, how did you end up from New Jersey coming out to Tennessee? Well, great question. So I actually, my, so I ended up going on a train. The pastor came, took me to the train. And at first the pastor wasn't going to come because she was having a lot of problems with her car. And God told her two thirds of the word God is go. And if you don't go, I'm going to hold you responsible for him. So right. she, she came, she took me, bought me something to eat. Paid for my train. I got on the train. I spoke with my mother. I said, hey, uh, I'm going to follow Jesus. My mother got off the phone with me, spoke with Pastor. Said, I don't know what types of drugs he's on now, but he said he's going to follow Jesus. So I went through the program. My program, though, was 15 months. I went through it in New Jersey. Uh, towards, I'd say, about, I had about five months left. God strategically put people in my life that told me about Brooklyn Teen Challenge School of Ministry. Now, I was always told I was going to be a pastor and, you know, I had this great calling in my life and I was running from it. So I ended up going to Brooklyn. I was accepted right away. I didn't pay nothing. Uh, God made a way because he's a way maker. And I, towards the end of that, I had about a month left. I went and saw the campus pastor and I thought I was going to be able to stay there doing what I was doing, development, fundraising. And he said, no, man, that's only for school and ministry students. So I went back to my dormitory and I was just beside myself because I had no money, had nowhere to go. They were supporting me, buying my laundry detergent, buying me food, buying, you know, just anything that I needed. They were taking care of. So what do I do? You know, I want to serve God. So then after praying and praying and speaking his face and praying in the spirit, about an hour and a half, it came right to me. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee Teen Challenge. I called the director, I believe it was that week. I called and asked to speak with the executive director. He got on the phone and he said, man, we were just praying for uh, another direct care staff member. Wow. Yeah. I, I think, sorry, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I didn't become a Christian until I was 22, uh, 22, 24, somewhere in there. And um, to me, miracles happen every day, but we don't often take the time to discern and recognize those miracles that do happen, right? Because we think, oh, it's just coincidence or this or that, the other. And I've had some, I've had some health issues that happen to put me at the right spot at the right time in the right country to get the help I need. 
well, wow. that's not a coincidence, right? You know, yeah. so so the stories that you're telling and what you're talking about is is amazing. Um, and so tell me about, so you go to Memphis, you become the director down there. No. You, no. Now, so I, I, I've become, uh, uh, what's called a direct care staff member. Oh, you direct care. And you, okay. and you help the men, yeah. Okay. And so, okay, so what's the next step? How do you, how do you move to Murfreesboro? So, you know, I was there a series, about three and a half years or so, don't quote me, and, you know, just uh, continued my schooling and just living there and going to school and helping the men and just doing a bunch of different things. And they were, you know, they were planning on opening another campus and then, you know, seeking the Lord and praying about it. I got the opportunity, I think it was in the morning, and Isaiah says something like, this is the way, walk ye in it, if I remember correctly. And I kept on getting that thought. So I was like, man, well. I believe that's God. And sure enough, I ended up going to Clarksville. I was the uh, same thing, uh, intake, well, direct care staff, educational coordinator, campus reverend, kept going to school. I helped open up that campus. You know, we got COVID. Oh, man, it, a lot going on. And then uh, uh, after, after being there about a year and a half or so, you know, uh, after COVID, I really had a desire in my heart to try to get men in the program. So I tried to start doing different things like that. And then the, our, I spoke with our CEO and I explained to him what I was doing. He said, man, that's wild, pretty much. He's like, that's confirmation of what I've been working on. Wow. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about who uh, are the type of candidates that you guys are looking to help who are the who are the best people to reach out to you if they need help okay also too and that's how i came to murphy's bro after that just i just want to throw that in okay there. but the, anyone who's 18 and up men you know our programs for men who are addicted to drugs and alcohol and i just want to speak to the audience if you're a family member of someone who's an addict or you're the addict yourself i'm here to tell you today you're never too far off never too far gone we have a savior who saves, who sets the captives free, and he's been he's been manifested to destroy the works of the devil. A work of the devil is drug addiction. A work of the devil is being held bondage, invisible chains that keep you from what God has called you to do. So I'm here to let you know there is a way out. His name is Jesus. He's done it for me. He could do it for you. The Bible also says he's not a respectable person. So 18 and up, men. Uh, if they're in jail, out of jail, detox center, homeless on the street, it doesn't make a difference. You want the help, please call us. We're here to help. And that number that they would call is 833-462-8286. And we will yes. have that information in the show notes. And it's called the Heartland Adult and Teen Challenge. Yes. And, and there's campuses all over the country, right? There, yeah, there's a there's a adult and teen challenges all over the country. But I'm specifically with Heartland Adult and Teen Challenge, and our locations are Memphis, Clarksville, Murfreesboro. Yeah, right. But there, if if people are listening to this outside of the state, they can look up Adult and Teen Challenge uh, and possibly find help for the males in their lives that need it, or if it's them with other groups that's not Heartland. But if you're in the you said Clarksville, Memphis, and Murfreesboro areas. Well, no, if anywhere in the country, you come to us. We take people from all over. Yeah. Oh, I see. They can come to you from wherever. Okay. Yeah. Which is probably good to get them out of their environment that they're currently in, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. People, places, things, triggers until they're strong enough fit uh, emotionally and spiritually. It definitely is a lot better to get out of there. Right. And did you, what, 
do you have any stories for us of success outside of yourself that you might like to share? You don't have to share names, but you could share general, general sure. stories. Well, he don't mind our executive director. You know, he was addicted. He went through the program 30 years ago. Um, he has two master's degrees. Um, one is psychology. He was working on his doctorate. He's a chief of the Navy reserves. He's been with them 18 years. There's another gentleman. He went through the program about 10 years ago. He, he's a, uh, I think he's like um, uh, general manager or something to this large insurance company. He has, he's doing very well. His wife and he's married kids and he's a good father. So yeah. Now this is these these people have turned their lives around since going through the program, right? They weren't already. He wasn't already an insurance guy. Fell into drugs or alcohol and then came back out. This is a life that's developed after they get off this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. There was another Teen Challenge graduate that I know. He was in the streets of uh, Massachusetts, really bad, strung out. And uh, he's been a pastor for over 10 years, uh, I think a coach of a football team and, and just children and just, you know, he was, he was doing well. So, yeah. So the program can, can literally give you a whole new lease on life. Yeah, and that's that's our main objective, you know, not just getting people off of drugs, but teaching them a whole new way of life by the inspiration and the power of the Holy Spirit, because we can't do it on our own. He's the one who sets them free and shows them the way. But we're just the willing vessels that he guides us to guide them. Right. And so if if my viewers and listeners out there are wanting to know how they can help, Maybe some can help with donations. Maybe some can help in other ways. What are some of the areas or some of the ways that people could help? Oh, yeah. Well, we're a nonprofit organization. We have to raise our own funds. Um, a direct number to my office is 615-624-7878. Um, you know, I'm the outreach director over our locations, but I'm currently in Murfreesboro. You know, and a vision here is to get another team and get like an outreach location office and different things going on and maybe open up a residential in Murfreesboro and that you need the resources, you need the funds. So if you feel so led in your heart by God to give a donation, please give me a call and I could show you different ways where we could arrange that. That'd be wonderful. Um, also, we have a student sponsorship program where people could sponsor a man in the program, $40 a month, and that uh, then they could write them letters and be an active part of their life. As a business owner, it can be tiring paying cash for everything you need. Well, there's a better way. Introducing Trade Bank of Nashville. Our bartering service lets you exchange goods and services without the need for cash transactions. Trade Bank helps businesses like yours reduce expenses, bring in new business, and keep your cash where you need it most. Find out more and join our barter network today. Start getting what you need without paying cash because sometimes barter is just smarter. Apply today at nashville.tradebank.com. And we're having a banquet in October okay. where that is, it's either going to be the 20th or the week after that. I have to speak to the venue where I'm having it. But the, the banquet, I think you were there last year, weren't you? Yeah, I was. We had a lot of fun. We gave away a big TV. We had raffles and joking and good food. So, yeah, the banquet is a great way we uh, make the community aware of the program and help raise funds for the ministry. So if anyone would like to get a table or sponsor a table, once again, my number is 615-624-7878. If you want prayer, give me a call. That's what I'm here for.
Awesome, Gene. And um, do you guys do anything sort of like mentoring or bring in any speakers to teach basic business or basic skills to the men at all? Do you do anything like that? Well, at the, yeah. So at the residential locations in Memphis and Clarksville, they have chapel services Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wednesdays in the mornings, all the topics are always on prayer. But Friday is chapel services and different leaders, church leaders, and different people from the community come speak at those and help out and really get involved. Yeah, because I would think that they need good role models and good um, good life skills that maybe they never got a chance to develop, right? Yeah. Also, too, I, I love going to churches and different places to share my testimony. So if anyone wants me to come share, there's a whole lot more to it. And uh, please give me a shout. I'd be more than happy to share. Awesome. Um Okay, well, I don't want to end right there because when you're not working, what what do you get up to? You can't drink, you can't take drugs, you've turned your life around, you can't be you can be in church 24-7. However, what else do you do when you're not working or doing those, you know, or or preaching or you know, where do you go? What do you do around middle Tennessee? Feet in my face now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so food. I knew we were going to go to food because you're a Jersey boy. So, are you a uh, are you a New York style pizza guy, or is oh, absolutely Jersey, is New Jersey pizza different than New York pizza? Uh, see, I this is where my ignorance will show through. Uh, um, I'm not really a pizza guy. I, I'm a meat pie, sausage roll, Australian uh, Australian pastry guy. So okay. my idea of pasta is just to tell dad jokes, right? So for me, uh, you know, I told my wife I was going to build a car out of spaghetti. Uh, she looked surprised when I drove pasta, <laughs> you know, so that sort of stuff is is my bag. Um, but, okay, so tell me about your favorite pizza places around Middle Tennessee. Uh, let's see. There's NY Pie, I believe it's called, in Hendersonville. What and makes them good? Oh, I feel like I'm at home. It tastes like New Jersey pizza. I mean, hey, I got to give them a plug. They're that good. You got to try them. And I'm a, usually, when I eat a pizza, I like it with a lot of meat. But their plain pie, it you got it just, you really get, you really taste that sauce. It is like, right. man, it's so good. And the plain pie just has, what, sauce and cheese on it? Sauce and cheese, yeah, okay. yeah. And are you a folder? You like, are you folding? I am, I'm a folder and I like the garlic powder. I like to put garlic powder on. Okay. Yeah, I can go with that. Okay. So, uh, NY Pie up in Hendersonville, uh, Hendersonville. Yes. Never heard of it. We've not had anybody on the show talk about it. So, I'm glad a guy from, uh, New Jersey talked about it. Yeah. What I'm else? I'm yeah. That's, yeah, that's the one. Let me double check that. Yeah. I'm just double checking here. I'm pretty sure. I think I mentioned NY. Let's see. Yeah, NY Pie Hendersonville, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, look at that. He's doing his own research, folks. We should bring him on the team. Uh, what else What else are you doing when you're not eating pizza in Hendersonville? Well, I want to give a shout-out to Luca's Pizzeria, too, over the here. What? Murphy's, Luke, it's called Luca's Pizzeria. L-U-C-A-S, Luca's? Yeah, their okay. chicken parmesan is amazing. They're, they have a – what is it called? They have a shrimp – Stromboli, that's just amazing. Stromboli. Yeah. Okay. Steak. Yeah, yeah. So I want that. But also, too, you know, getting off the topic of food, because I'm getting real hungry here. But <laughs> you asked what else I was doing. The Greenway in Murfreesboro is a great place to walk. 
okay, so explain what the Greenway is for those of us that may not have heard about it. Okay, it's like, it's like, I don't know if it wraps all the way around Murfreesboro, but it's in a lot of different places in Murfreesboro. You get to see running water, you get to see a lot of green things, and it's it's really peaceful. And it really, you know, you get you, you take a walk, get some sun, and get energized. I'm so like walking. a connected walking trail around a lot of Murfreesboro then? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. So where could people research? Just research uh, what Murphy's, but Rutherford County Parks and Rec. I and would think maybe just Google Greenway. On, Greenway um, Murfreesboro. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. we'll see if between the two of us, if we can't find a link to put in the show notes. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my favorite pizza place. Okay. I don't a lot of pizza, but uh, I've got a lot of f- uh, friends that are Indian, dot not feather, and. Um, these these Indian guys started up a, a pizza twist franchise over in Cool Springs. And okay. They do this barbecue chicken pizza. Mm. And oh my gosh, it, I've had barbecue chicken pizza before, but these guys make this the best barbecue chicken pizza I have ever had. Ever, ever, ever. It's all I've tried since I've gone there. Like people said, oh, well, what else do they have? I don't know. And I don't care. Their barbecue <laughs> chicken pizza is awesome. So that's what I do. Where is that at? I got a pizza twist in Cool Springs. Pizza twist. Yep, pizza twist. Uh, they've got some Indian food there and they've got fries and chicken tenders and other things, but they're predominantly pizza and their barbecue chicken pizza. Man, maybe we just meet for lunch, you and I, and I'll I'll uh I'll share that with you because that, that sounds great. Otherwise I make myself sick. I eat too much of it. My wife's like, you're going to bring it home? I'm like, no, I'm going to stuff it all in my face before I get home. She's like, <laughs> dude, you'll make yourself sick. Okay, so we've got uh, three pizza places. We've got a Greenway in Murfreesboro. We've got an amazing program, nonprofit, which we will have that information in the show notes. Um, any any last thoughts or, or last pleas or last anything that you would like to add? Because we've still got a little bit of time left, actually. Yeah, I would just I would just like to reiterate, you know, no one's ever too far off or too far gone to get help. You know, uh, I, I always, you know, growing up, uh, I always felt like I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I always felt, you know, this actually came to me this morning. I got the revelation on it. I was always trying to be something. But as walking with Christ, I learned it's better to be nothing so he could be something. And he could move through me. And that's what really matters. All my life I tried. I thought if I had nice cars and money and all this stuff. And don't get me wrong. It's nice to have nice cars and money. There's nothing wrong with that. But that was my center of focus instead of Christ. And I try to attain peace and comfort from that. And all it gave me was disappointment. And there wasn't true peace or true comfort in it. And that's what I learned with a lot of people who are addicted to drugs. They're trying to... They're chasing a feeling. And a lot of people do that who are even addicted to drugs. They could be addicted to money or addicted to having nice things or materialism. And and God wants to set you free from that. That's what I feel like to say. He does. And he loves everybody. He wants the best for them. And I thank God for this program. And because if if I didn't go to the program, I probably wouldn't be alive right now. Sharing with you. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, before I was a Christian, I thought you had to be something special to be saved, but you don't. You can be, you can be nothing. You can be less than nothing in others' eyes, but in God's eyes, you're a child of the King, and He can save you if you call out to Him. 
Um, you know, and, and that, that to me is, is great. And Hey, Gene, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, come back and update us in six months or so and let us know what's going on in your life and what, uh, what more the program's been able to achieve and how it's growing and going. Uh, that would be great. Well, I appreciate, you know, do I got a minute or so to say a quick prayer for our, our locations? Sure. Go for it. Lord, we just lift up all of uh, Davidson County and Middle Tennessee area and Rutherford County. And Father, we just ask that you move by your spirit. Father, we ask that everyone that you want to see this podcast will see this podcast and that you'll move on their hearts. And Father, that you'll speak to them and through them. And I ask that you bless Ed and just his generosity. He's just been a blessing to me and I'm thankful for him. And Father, bless him and his businesses and, and his family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Gene. And folks, hopefully, if you closed your eyes to pray, you weren't driving a car. I'm just saying. <laughs> he, Jesus would understand that you left your eyes open while you were praying yeah. and yeah, you were driving. Yeah, he would appreciate that. So, yeah. I would too if you were behind me. <laughs> well, even if even if Jesus is your co-pilot, you still need to keep your eyes open on the road. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm trying to teach people, Gene, is is sometimes we get, I, I read this article and I've got this backdrop and it talks about in Harvard Business Review in 2014, this lady named Allison, I think it was Allison Beard. Let me see if I can find the backdrop and you guys will have to watch the video to see this. So yeah, so Allison Beard back in Harvard Business Review magazine in May of 2014 said that babies laugh on average 400 times a day, people oh. over 35, only 15. For me... I'd, I've read Reader's Digest since I could read, right? And I always loved the humor sections, the laughter's the best medicine, humor in uniform, all that sort of stuff. And Reader's Digest has been telling us for 100 years that laughter's the best medicine. That's um, right. So uh, I would challenge you to lighten up, people. Lighten up and enjoy each other and use clean humor and have fun and don't be so serious all the time. I, uh, I got some, uh, Crocs That's made the, the other day. Yeah. I got some Crocs made the other day that have the poop emoji on it. And my wife said, <laughs> you're not wearing those to church. I said, I certainly am wearing those to church. And she goes, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. Here's the deal. My life was crap until I found Jesus. Come on somebody. Right. And so if I can wear a pair of Crocs and he's got a, he's got little poop emojis, but he's got sunglasses on <laughs> and he's wow. changed his life around. And now he identifies as chocolate ice cream swirl. He's no longer a poop emoji. He turned his life around. That's so, true transformation right there. That is true transformation. If, if Jesus can turn water into wine, he can turn poop into chocolate ice cream swirl. Just don't go eating the stuff on the sidewalk. I'm just saying. Hey, hey if I could just, Throw this in there. Proverbs yeah. 17, 20, 17, 22 says, A merry heart doeth good, like, like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bone. Just to confirm what you're saying, a merry heart. We get a merry heart. One of the ways is by laughing, and another way is by being thankful. Okay, I'm, I'm claiming that one. So I'm learning more and more verses that fit well for me. My other favorite one is I, I'm a multiple business owner, right? And so Ecclesiastes 11.2 in NIV says, if you have seven ventures, then have eight because you never know when disaster may strike. Hmm. And my wife, my wife comes back and she's been Nazarene girl all her life, right? So doesn't smoke, doesn't chew, doesn't go with boys that do. 
I don't think she's ever touched alcohol other than in a cough syrup, you know, not that she's drinking gallons of cough syrup or anything, but ah. she just has never felt the need, right? Like, you yeah. know, I, I drank when I was a kid, I just decided it wasn't worth the money for me. I got addicted to chocolate milkshakes, right? We all have our addictions, you know, sugar for me should be banned. Like it just get rid of high fructose corn syrup. It's killing the rest of the world. Anyway, sorry, off that soapbox. But uh, <laughs> I say, I say, uh, oh, it's, she, so she says, uh, yeah, but it doesn't say get 15 ventures going. And I say, oh, that's just a typo. She goes, oh, the Bible's got a typo. I said, I'm sure, you know, maybe it's 15, maybe it's 20. You should always have some other ventures going on. Everybody should have a side hustle because, you know, side hustle, even if it made you a little bit of money, you can help more people. You make more money, help more people, help more people, help more people, help more people. And so uh, I, I love doing that sort of stuff, which is why I love doing this show is because you, you meet some amazing people and some amazing stories and we reach a lot of people around the middle Tennessee area. Um, so I've loved having you on. Uh, look forward to grabbing some pizza with you. So let's connect. Do you use, what, what's your social media of choice? Anything, LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta? Well, yeah, we have our, uh, the teen challenges on Facebook. So we have adult and teen challenge Murfreesboro. People could look it up and see more about it on facebook yeah okay so we'll put that all in the show notes as well we might have to reach out to you for some of those addresses and stuff gene it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for sharing thanks for praying thanks for being on the show thank you i appreciate you god bless you have a great week you bet no worries this is the nashville 2 podcast with your host edward fox